As the Nationals are ice cold, Jacob Young continues to be red hot. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time and download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And thank you all for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day, as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And to the everydayers out there, you know who I am. I'm Ryan Clary. You can catch me over on Twitter at Ryan Clary Eleven to catch all your latest news and notes about the Nationals and later on in today's show the Nationals are heading up to Pittsburgh for their loan series up at PNC Park we'll preview that a little bit later on in today's show as Patrick Corbin takes the bump in game one of a four game series we'll preview that one later on but also it's a Monday it's a national stock report who's been up who's been down who's been hot who's been not, whatever you want to say, we'll get you up in the latest with individual performances. And as it's the day after the Nationals ended up with the series loss against the Los Angeles Dodgers, dropping two of the three games at home, it wasn't the worst of series, if we're being honest. And we all know the cloud that has kind of been hovering around the Nationals over the last week or so, you could say. It's with the ownership. It's with the Steven Strasburg debacle and as well as just the scouting and everything that's been going wrong with this organization. That's kind of cloud that has been hovering over this team. But even then, they still kind of found a way to play pretty good baseball. And in particular, that's been Jacob Young. Jacob Young, again, he's not some big-time prospect. This wasn't someone that the Nationals were putting all their eggs in the basket for. You still got James Wood. You got Dylan Cruz, Robert Hassel, Christian McCarrow. Those are your big kind of blue chip kind of prospects. But when you talk about Jacob Young and what he has done so far in his limited action, and again, only 14 games in the major leagues, this guy has been impressive nonetheless. And there's from really multiple angles when it comes to Jacob Young. And that's kind of what I want to get into here. Because as we sit here today, he's entering tonight's game with an 11-game hitting streak. That is really impressive for someone who is as young as he is. Someone who doesn't really have all the talent and all the skill sets of someone like a Dylan Cruz or a James Wood. What separates Jacob Young is kind of the similar way as to what separates Jake Alou from the pack. Is that he's kind of just really good at everything. He doesn't have any special talent. Well, you could say his running is, that's for sure. But that doesn't really play all that much into being an everyday player. And what Jacob Young has showed us so far is that this guy is capable of kind of taking that everyday role. Now, is that going to be the case down the line? Maybe not. Most likely not, in fact. But what he has shown us is that there's a possibility of it. And when you just show us that possibility in a rebuilding year, you're going to get more and more looks. As he was batting leadoff yesterday, and again, what did he do there? Well, he had two hits, yet again. He also had a walk. He had an RBI. He had two stolen bases. And also, he's playing really good defense in center field. We all saw the catch that he made in the outfield assist back in Toronto. All those plays were great. And he also had another catch this past weekend, smashing up against the wall in right center field. 
Jacob Young is kind of showing us what it could be if it does click with him. Because we all know the stolen base threat of him out there, as we saw yesterday, stealing two bags, it's there. And if you're going to leave him occupied on base and you're not really going to be checking him down like you can't really do in 2023 anymore, he's going to take advantage of that fact. And that's what he did yesterday. And so when I look at Jacob Young and just what he has done so far, batting over 300, he's getting on base at a really high clip at around 38%. He's slugging decently well. He's getting extra base hits. He's not hitting the home run ball. But also, he's not getting caught on the base path. And we talk about this with C.J. Abrams as well. Jacob Young fits this description as well. When you talk about guys who may not be getting all the extra base hits in the world, like a C.J. Abrams, he doesn't really have all that much power. Jacob Young is in that category as well. But here's where guys like that can kind of separate themselves. If you're going to hit singles, then you can also take second base and kind of stretch that into a double. Jacob Young is fitting that category, again, as we saw in yesterday's ball game, getting two stolen bases, and that's only his two stolen bases over his last five games, but even then, he's got four stolen bags on the season so far, and he hasn't been caught one time. But also another impressive fact with Jacob Young is only nine strikeouts in 14 games now. That's not great. It's not amazing. But for a young guy this early in his career, getting moved up probably way too fast across AAA, that's really good. And also having five walks in that time frame as well, adding a walk in yesterday's ball game, just like he did against the New York Mets a few games ago. Jacob Young, he's intriguing. And that's kind of what I've taken away from this weekend series again as he has an 11 game hitting streak going on because he wasn't this marquee prospect we all saw the numbers we talked about him we discussed about what this guy could do but you're now you're starting to see it up in the major leagues and that's where it becomes just a little bit different because when you have your Robert Hassels kind of struggling down in double a right now you kind of need guys like Jacob Young maybe to fill that void until Robert Hassel is ready, until he does take that next step. So walking away from this last series against the Dodgers, going up against solid pitching, a solid bullpen, and just a solid all-around good team with the Dodgers, Jacob Young can hang. And that was my biggest takeaway outside of the fact that we lost two of three against the Dodgers. But also, other than that, I just I have to mention Wander Suero getting the win in yesterday's ball game. And if you were to tell me that Wander Suero would still be pitching on a postseason caliber team like the Dodgers, who have 87 wins so far this season, I would have called you crazy, flat out crazy. Wander Suero came in, got the win there, and even then, that had to feel good for him. Just because Wander Suero, it felt like in 2019 and 2020 and all the years that he's been with us, you just kind of throw Wander Suero out there when it's a close game, and it really never really worked that well. Wander Suero never really panned out to what his potential could have been down the line. And so he goes to the Dodgers. He's not having all that great of a year either. But even then, he looked good. I thought that was a pretty cool thing from Wander because, again, having a 7-8-8 ERA on the season, even after getting his first win of the season yesterday, that had to feel pretty damn good for the guy. So happy for Wander Suero. But even then, there were some bigger storylines than that, including Jacob Young, but also the debacle that has been Trevor Williams on the mound. I'm kind of just done with this experiment. I am done with it just because you kind of saw this coming. 
He started off the year and it was pretty decent, hovering around a four or five ERA for the first few months. It was fine. He was giving up two to three runs per five innings. That was just kind of what we expected. But now the wheels are falling off for Trevor Williams. And I'm going to get to that a little bit later on as the numbers over his last seven, eight starts have been really bad. And this is also going to come, and it's probably expected to, if we're being honest with Trevor, just because of the fact that we signed him to be a full-time starting pitcher, to be in this rotation every five days. Well, if you look at when Trevor Trevor has been best, it's been when he's coming out of the bullpen for a fireman situation. It's when he's kind of making a spot start and goes four innings and looks okay. That's what Trevor Williams is. And so the frustrating part about watching him just go out there every five games, it's not to his control, and really it's not our control either. But when you're paid the amount that he is over a two-year stretch, you have that player option, it's going to be kind of tough to really explain the fact that Trevor Williams will be going out there every five days for the rest of the season. Because as he continues to add innings and add even more innings as the season goes on, that's when it gets bad. And that is really what has happened as he eclipses some of his highest innings pitch since, I believe, 2018 with the Pittsburgh Pirates. And that year, he was fine. But even then, we know what Trevor Williams is now. I don't want to see this guy starting every five days. I don't. It's not worth it anymore. Because when you go out there, you go up four runs in the first two innings of the ball game, your team's just out of it. And it seems as if it has been that way for quite some time now. And I'm just kind of done. We've moved on. I need to see some young guys in. I need to see if Thaddeus Ward can come in and maybe he's a starter. I'd rather find out and turn over that rock over there than to see the same one sitting there all along. Thaddeus Ward now, again, I know the jokes are out there with him. He never looked that good either. But even then, what could hurt at this moment in time? Because it just isn't working out with Trevor Williams at this moment. And thank you all for making Locked On Nats your first listen. The Nationals play the Pirates tonight at 6.35 Eastern time as Patrick Corbin will try to bounce back. And you can catch every pitch of the Nationals' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. And before we get into our national stock report to get into who's been up and who's been down, let me tell you guys about our friends over at Game Time. And guys, have you ever been to a baseball game or even a football game since football season now and you just don't have your ticket just yet? Let me tell you guys about why Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to get tickets because buying tickets should never be stressful and it is never stressful with Game Time because they also have killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price is always guaranteed. So stop stressing like me and get with Game Time and get tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have because they also have flash deals and last minute tickets that you will never want to miss. And if you have that Game Time app, it's just a few click away. And my favorite feature of the Game Time app is that you have images of your seat view. So maybe if you're going to Wrigley Field, you don't want to have a stupid post in front of you, you can check that. Make sure that you are not going to be obstructed in any way, shape, or form. That is how Game Time is. Snag the tickets with Game Time without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code Locked On MLB for $20 off 
Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Now we get back into it as it is time for a national stock report. And the obvious stock up for me would be Jacob Young. We spent quite some time in him in that first segment. But stock up, C.J. Abrams, the shortstop. He's starting to catch a little bit of fire here in the month of September. Through 22 at-bats, he's batting 273. He's getting on base at a 40% clip, has a 636 slug and a 1044 OPS. And also in that time frame as well, he's got five walks. He's got a pair of home runs and three stolen bases. C.J. Abrams, it's kind of been this up-and-down roller coaster with him throughout the season in August he was a little bit of a it was a tough stretch for him to say the least he wasn't getting on base at the clip that he was in June and July and even then it was just kind of a down month for him you saw some mistakes out there at shortstop he wasn't really making all the routine plays that we've seen him make and even then it still wasn't all that bad but this is the CJ Abrams that we expect is this the slugging numbers that we expect for him to put up not necessarily but what I want to see from him down the stretch is kind of being just a little bit more selective, taking his walks, because if CJ were to get on base, similar with Jacob Young, that is just such a good thing to have, because pitchers will have to worry about them being on the base path at every pitch. You never know when they're going to take off. When you have that in the back of your head, it also allows for them to make mistakes for whoever it may be coming up to the plate. In CJ Abrams' case, it could be making a mistake with Lane Thomas up at the plate, and that's a big deal, especially with the heart of this lineup and the way that Kibar Ruiz has been hitting, the way that obviously Lane Thomas has been hitting. So that's what you want to see from guys like that. Stock down for Trevor Williams. And I kind of plugged this a little bit earlier, so now it's time to kind of earn that money back. Over his last eight starts, Trevor Williams has an 8.03 ERA. An 8.03 ERA. Also in those eight starts, he's given up 14 home runs. They're batting 330 off him, and they have a 636 slugging. Now, is this Trevor Williams' fault? I guess you could say so. But for the simple fact of this, let me reiterate this point. You cannot sign someone who is not a starting pitcher the way that Trevor Williams is and then expect him to be a starting pitcher. He's never been one. Now, yes, he has been one in the past with the Pirates. He started a handful of games last year with the Mets, but we all know it wasn't a starting role. He wasn't in the rotation. He was someone who was going to come in and probably give you a few innings out of the bullpen, and that's where he is best. Or as an opener, go three to four innings. That's what we want to see from Trevor Williams, and that is the kind of role that Trevor Williams should be in. He just isn't a starting pitcher for every six games anymore in this six-man rotation or five-man rotation once you get into April. That's just not what it is, and it hasn't been that way, and it probably will never be that way because that is a track record of his career. So I don't really blame him for this because I'm frustrated by the fact that we just have to continue to watch this product out there, and we all know he's not a starter. He's an opener or a reliever. A fireman, you could say. That is where Trevor Williams should be in, but we all know it's just not going to happen. And he's going to finish the year, and he's going to take the ball every five to six games, whatever it is. A stock up for a reliever, a left-handed reliever, a top prospect in the organization, in my opinion, 
one of the national better bullpen arms over the last month or so, and that is Jose Frere. And since his three-run blow-up against the New York Yankees, he has zero earned runs over his last six innings pitch. And in that time frame as well, he's only given up one or two hits. He's got a 105 batting average against and only given up one walk over his last six innings. That is actually really good. And Jose Frere, again, someone who's still young, who still has promise in the Nationals, they probably should have brought him up way earlier on in the season, knowing how bad the bullpen was to begin the year. Jose Frere, not only is he just kind of showing us that he could be a late-inning kind of guy who comes in and sets it up for Kyle Finnegan down the line, he's just showing that he is a big league arm. And for a team that, with the bullpen, how it's been up, it's also been down at times, you kind of need a steady presence in there. And for his rookie season, at his young age, he's showing us something. He's showing us that he probably will be in the be in the back end of the rotation of the bullpen come next April. And that's probably what he should be, too. You need lefty relievers. Because if you all remember Anthony Banda earlier this season, he was our lone left-handed arm, and it was tough. But Jose Frere now has kind of shown us that He's going to be that guy, and you also have him under team control for quite some time as well. And also, he's young, and he's filthy. So Jose Frere, stock up. I'm really encouraged by what I've seen from that young arm there. Stock down four, Carter Keyboom. I feel bad because I was kind of buying into the hype. Now, I never thought that Carter Keyboom will be your everyday third baseman. I just never really thought that, but there was a glimmer of hope. There was. He started off the series against the New York Yankees. He looked good. He hit that home run. And then also, again, in Miami, he looked pretty solid there. And I was like, okay, maybe Carter Keebum has turned around at the plate. Over his last 23 at-bats, he's only got two hits, and he's got 16 strikeouts over his last 23 at-bats. Man, 16 strikeouts. Over his last 23 at-bats. That is tough. I mean, that is just really, really tough to do. Carter Keeboom, I feel for the guy because he's dealt with a ton of injuries throughout his career. He's had a ton of adversity. He had Anthony Rendon in front of him, and then he was asked to replace Anthony Rendon, and it just simply has not worked out for the former top 25 prospect in all of baseball the former first-round pick, someone who the Nationals put a ton of stock into. It has not worked out. And at this moment, again, I want to see what the kid can do over at third base for the entirety of September. Maybe he goes on some completely crazy streak, starts hitting for power, finds his swing again, and doesn't strike out 16 times over 23 at-bats. But man, has it been tough for Carter Keyboom here over the last few games or so. I feel for the guy. Hope he gets back on his footing, but 16 strikeouts over 23 at-bats, you just can't do that in the big leagues. You cannot do that. It doesn't matter who you are. You cannot strike out 16 times over your last 23 at-bats. That is a bad strikeout rate to have up in the majors. I usually like to finish on a stock up. Not this week. Stock down for Alex call. I say this because of one simple fact. Alex Cole has had a lot of opportunities this year. 
And even then, when he kind of made that switch early on in the season, if you remember at Coors Field, they put him at the top of the lineup and everything was looking up for Alex Cole. He had that leadoff home run there. And, you know, everyone's kind of turning their head saying Alex Cole is a good player. I think Alex Cole is the scrappiest Nat of the scrappy Nats. He is the scrappiest of the scrappy. But Alex Cole has zero hits since August 25th. It is September 11th today. And Alex Cole gets plenty of opportunities. At this moment in time, Alex Cole is a thing of the past because of guys like Jacob Young. Because of guys coming up like Jake Alou also, who's been better than him over the last few weeks. I don't know what to say anymore. Alex Cole, I like the guy. I like the potential. I like that he's still a hard out. Even I stand on that hill even after having no hits. He's a tough out. He is just like the the textbook definition of the hardest out of this Nationals group. He's hard to strike out. He gets the ball in play. And even then, he hustles the 90 feet. That's all you can really ask for for a fourth outfielder type. But even then, with the opportunities that Alex Call has been given, you have to have a hit. You just simply do. So since August 25th, no hits. That is bad. Got to do better. This Nationals team, they have to be better. And even then, you're starting to see his playing time kind of shrink just a little bit because of the production that Jacob Young has been putting up there in the big leagues. And uh, again, thank you all for making Locked On Nats your first listen. The Nationals play the Pirates tonight at 635 Eastern time as Patrick Corbin is taking on those Pittsburgh Pirates who started off the year really hot. But man, they have crumbled since then. Catch every pitch in the Nats hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. And now before we get into previewing that series just now, let me tell you guys about our friends over at Sleeper. And guys, the MLB playoffs are around the corner, which means the clock is ticking on your chance to 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball has never been more exciting than it is now with studs like Acuna, Betts, and Otani. Pick more or less on stats for these stars like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more for up to 100 time payouts on Sleeper. Get your picks right and you could win big. This is what I love about Sleeper, guys, is that when I go on there, I can check when and what action is going on that night. Let's say you want to take Luis Garcia over one and a half hits tonight or something like that. You could go with Sleeper, and I think that is the play for tonight's ball game against those Pirates. And all you have to do is use promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a hundred dollars match on your first deposit. Again, that is promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a hundred dollars match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. And get sleeper today. Now we get back into it as the Nationals are taking on this tough Pittsburgh Pirates squad. And honestly, the Nationals in the National League right now, we all know it's been stuff. It's been a really tough time. After just about a week and a half, two weeks ago, the Nationals were about six to seven games back from a wild card spot. They've kind of stuttered then. And even then, we all know. The second half schedule is really tough. But now you get to play against those Pittsburgh Pirates because you don't look great against the Miami Marlins. You're not looking all too great against the New York Mets. You not look good against the Dodgers. Now's the time because after this series, you're going up against Milwaukee. You have a little break with Chicago White Sox. Then you're going against Atlanta, then Baltimore, and then Atlanta. 
There are two series here over the next five to six that you may win. And that's tonight against the Pirates and then the White Sox. You also play the Brewers in between those series as well. I need to see some winning because those last three series, you're playing the two best teams in all of baseball with Atlanta twice and then Baltimore as well. And you're playing two of those series at their house as well, being one of them against Atlanta at home. That is your last series to get. So as we enter this final stretch of the season, the final calendar month of the 2023 MLB season, we all know that the wins aren't going to be racking up here. But when you're playing against the Pittsburgh Pirates tonight, again, these are the games that I want to win because these are the games that they should be winning. And, and now Patrick Corbin, they're getting a good favorable pitching matchup, you could say, meaning the Pittsburgh Pirates, because they're going up against Patrick Corbin, who is coming off a really bad start last week. A very bad start, in fact. So with Patrick Corbin, the expectations, nothing. You don't know what to expect with Corbin. Because as this year, the one time outside of last week, that he hasn't gone five innings pitch was his opening day start. And that was bad, as we all know. But now entering this year, in this series against Pittsburgh, maybe, just maybe he gets back on that footing again. Because we all know Patrick Corbin, at times, it just clicks for him. He looks like that 2019 self where he's striking out 10-plus guys. He hasn't done that this year. But still, you get the point. He looks better at times. And then going up against the Pirates for a team that is all not that great offensively, and really the pitching staff isn't all that great either, you can kind of take advantage of this team. But also in that right field, McCovey Cove out there, you kind of want to see your left-handed bats like Keybert Ruiz take advantage of something like this. C.J. Abrams as well, where that kind of area out there in right field at PNC Park, that is kind of like your double alley. Triple alley, I believe they call it, in right center field there. So there is an opportunity for extra base hits. It's just whether if this Nationals team can, one, get a good start from Patrick Corbin, and then, two, have the offense take advantage of a lackluster pitching staff with the Pirates. Again, you guys can catch that game as well as any Nationals game tonight at 6.35 Eastern time. Catch every pitch in the Nats' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. It'll be a fun series, hopefully. Four games set against Pittsburgh Pirates. You better. You better win, Washington Nationals. I'll catch you guys over on the flip side.